last Sunday, those of you that, that were here, God was gracious to us. We were reminded as we enter into this new season, which again is a new beginning, and I said, God will always do something new. Every season, every beginning, God comes. And that's why he asks us, now forget the former things. Forget the things of the old. Yesterday is gone. Eight years are gone. We have entered into another season. And God graciously even told us, Behold, I have said before you, an open what? That was Revelation 3, verse 8. I have said before you an open door. And no one can shut. You remember that? And I told you, please, learn to capture a word that is prophetic and is of a season, that comes in a season. Not every word is prophetic. Now, please understand what I mean. I'm not belittling the word. But there is a word that is released. In the orogy, we call it the Rema word. The, that word that is being refilled. It is meant to act, to work for you at that particular time. So if you capture it and you run with it, you receive the blessing the word carries. That is why it is important to always note what did the Lord say during that season. And that is the word that God gave us. Praise the Lord. But today I'm not going to dwell on that. As I told the team in the first service, while I was coming back from the U.S., um, the Lord impressed in my heart. As I was asking, we are entering into another season, Lord. So what's, what's going to happen? What's so special, you know? And the Lord put in my heart, reminded me, that when we began the church, those of you that were here, and those of you that observed the signage, There was a statement below that had, we had written. What did, it, what did it read? If you can remember, those of you. The River and Church, Gong Road. That statement. Who can remember? You cannot remember. Maybe the first service can help you. It will not be now cheating. You are helping them. Paul, can you help them? Yes, the family church. You remember that? Now, God was reminding me that that was not just a statement that we put there. That's who we are. And that's what we are supposed to be. We were supposed to grow and become a family. But of course, many times, people ignore something because we think it is obvious, isn't it? We are a family. We've said that many times. But we have not taken time to teach us and to talk to us about families. And God was reminding me, you cannot talk about families 
without marriage, isn't it? Because the origin of all this is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. If you can project it very quickly. The origin is in Genesis. And that's where we began, isn't it? So did we talk about Genesis? Before we read that, let's go to 25. The last um, phrase of 25. Or the last statement there. God saw that it was, and God saw that it was good. After he had made the beasts of the earth according to his kind, cattle according to his kind, everything that creeps on the earth to its kind. After God had created everything, the moon, the stars, the valleys, the mountains, the fish, everything. He looked at what he had done and was very happy. Why? Because it was good. It was good, isn't it? When something is good, it's good. And if you are the, a creator or a manufacturer, if you manufacture something, or if you are a contractor or a builder and you build something and it comes out very nice, you look at it, you smile. You are happy with your work, isn't it? God was so impressed with what he did. And he enjoyed what he created. But, when we come to 26, it looks like he was not done. Then God said, after he said it was good, he said, then he said, which means the conversation had not finished. He was still conversing. His, this conversation is not ending. So he said, let us. He didn't say let me. He said let us. It means there are other people involved, isn't it? Now you understand Godhead because there was no one else except God. So if he was talking to someone else, he must have been talking to the Son. He must have been talking to the Holy Spirit. So, which is the fact? That is the Trinity. That's the Godhead. They are three, but they are one. Praise God. So he tells the other, now, let us make man. And I told the people in the first service, this is a scripture that we need to keep referring to and talking about. Why? Because it is the origin of life. It is the origin of the economies that you see on earth today. It is the origin of the riches and wealth that we see today. If this did not happen, none of us would be seated here, isn't it? And of course, if none of us would be seated here, there would be no building. Because there would be no humanity. So the earth would be there, but empty without human beings. And without the beauty that we see that man has created. So this is the beginning. And please understand. It is the beginning of everything. This is where everything began. So God is having a conversation. And he says, let us make man in our image according 
to our likeness. He says, in our image. That's their image. Now God is referring to the Son, to the Holy Spirit. In our image, according to our likeness. In other words, nothing, it has nothing to do with us. We did not choose to be who we are and what we are. It is according to his likeness that you are created and you are created and made in the image and the likeness of God. And for that, you need to congratulate yourself and say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I wish you understood what I said. Because you would have said that to yourself. That I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Made in the image and in the likeness of God. Amen? And then the conversation goes on. Let them have dominion. Okay? Over the fish. Let them rule. Let them govern. Let them have authority over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Again, I emphasize, if this did not happen, there would be no kingdoms on earth. Where do you long? I made a joke, uh, I think it's Kanato <laughs> who told us uh, that one time they attended a meeting where the Kenyatta was addressing they were very young and they didn't know the difference between Kweli and Ulongo then. So when he said, he said a statement, they said, Kweli Ulongo. Then they shouted, Ulongo. And that section where they were, they knew there was a government that day. So be careful. When I ask where you long I might exercise the government. Yeah. And where is my good friend Alan? And I may ask Alan to exercise this. Anyway. Just wanted to make you happy. Praise God. It's good to be happy also in church, isn't it? Amen. It's good to enjoy church. When we come to church, we are supposed to enjoy. The sermon may be so serious, but the pastor is supposed to throw in some things to make you feel that we are human and we are okay. Praise God. Amen? So, there would be nothing on earth today if God did not create man and create him in his image and in his likeness. And then the, Bible, the scripture continues. And God created man in his image, in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Uh-huh. Continue. Male and female, he created them. Praise God. When I normally read that part, it's a bit mysterious to me because. God is saying, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And then he says, 
and let them have dominion. Which means, though he was talking about man, he was also referring to someone else. And when we come to this verse, he says, now he created them, male and female, he created them in his own image. But then, all of a sudden, we see Adam alone, naming the animals, giving them names. And after he's busy doing those things, God looks at him and he realizes the fellow is so lonely. Is it that God had forgotten that he had said, let us make man, him male and female, he made them. No, 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 he had not forgotten. He was still in the process of working. His ways are not our ways. He made man directly from dust. And ladies are very happy that we are made from dust. They say for them, they were cleverly made. Yeah? So, and that explains why when you look at them, they are finer than we are, isn't it? Yeah? Equally, it is true. Mm, they are finer than we are. Yeah. Yeah. It is the the finer copy, that's what they say. Yeah. But what they don't what they forget is that we know where they came from. Which we can proudly say, if I was not there, where would you be? Because I'm the material that God used to make you. So God needed some material. So he had to make the materials first. Because he had a plan of making a finer copy. Copy. Yeah? More tender, smoother, lighter, beautiful. Praise the Lord. It is in the scriptures. Oh, you don't know that? Eh? Now you, you had accepted all the other descriptions. When I said that one, Pastor, what are you saying? What can't I do that a man can do? Please don't, don't ask me that question because I'll prove to you I'll show you a number of things that a man can do that you cannot do. Yeah? It is true. God does not make mistakes. Now what, what am I trying to drive to? After he had done all that, you know, realizes that Adam needs somebody. And then he says, Adam needs somebody. And he creates a woman. And Adam looks at her and says, Wow! Bone of my bone, fresh of my bone, and she shall be called because she comes from me. You already knew. I think there was a conversation between him and God. Adam, I know you are lonely, but I want to make you a helper. But this time you are going to help me also to make you a helper. Are you willing? And Adam says, yes. And then I will put you down. I will remove a rib from you, and then I will make her. That's why the guy was able to know that the bone of my bones. Praise God. So we willingly allowed God to use us to make you this. 
Eh? So you are the original. Now you are the final copy. So this is the original. Praise God. Now, I'm saying this, and I know we have issues to do with gender and equality, but please let us be Christians for once. Okay, now, let us address the issues as they are in the scriptures. And I'll tell you why I'm learning into this. And let me, before I proceed, allow me to read for you something that I came across. years ago, a Russian newspaper reported a light-hearted pool of 100 Soviet households. In 90 of the homes, the wife described herself as the head of the family and the husband agreed. In nine families, the husband said he was boss. But the wife disagreed. You're following him. Yeah? The first one, the 90, the wives said they are the heads of the family, and the husband agreed. The second one, nine men, nine husbands. In the nine families, sorry, the husband said he was boss. But the wife disagreed. The only husband whose wife named him as the as head of the family was told by the newspaper that he had won an award. When asked to select his prize, he turned to his wife and asked, What shall I choose, Maria? Over the past 30 years, the, women, the women's movement has changed the way people think about laws in marriage. Everything is up for grabs. Women want to juggle careers and families. They want all gender-based distinctions eliminated, both in the workplace and at home. Everything is to be egalitarian. I need to check what egalitarian means. Tim, are you there? Normally. Help me. He's gone. Yeah, so, it is quality. Okay. Everything is to be egalitarian, and such views have invaded even the evangelical church. Are we evangelical? Yes, we are. We are evangelical, if you didn't know. Uh, we are part of the evangelical churches. Many argue that women should be able to do everything in the church that men can do, including pastoring or serving as elders. And we have no problem with that. In the home, there should not be any hierarchy or authority, but rather mutual submission. That's why we have a problem, because that's not scripture. Passages which enjoin wives to submit to their husbands are either explained as applying only to that culture 
or are reinterpreted in light of a few other scriptures so that they don't mean what they seem to say. Now, why am I heading to this? I am not against per se some balancing when it comes to gender. Because I know there are some cultures that are also very cruel to women. And we cannot allow that to happen. But we need to understand the order of things. And that's why I took you to the beginning. That in the beginning God created man in his image and in his likeness. He created them male and female and he gave them dominion. Then later comes back and says Adam it's not fit for him to be alone because he is lonely. I'm going to make him a helper. And he makes him a helper. And he says then from then therefore a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one now that one if you go back to the scriptures was there God talked about it I will create he created them male and female so even when he was creating Adam he was creating the the female and that is why when it came now time to create the female he did not need to go to the man because he had already created so what he did is to go inside Adam and remove Eve who had already been created and Adam looked and said wow bone of my bone fresh of my flesh whatever 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 praise the Lord and the guy was so happy and took her that was the first wedding Praise the Lord. God is great, isn't it? That's an institution. Now, for your information, marriage is an institution, isn't it? Well, you long. <laughs> marriage is a, an institution. Do we have institutions in the world? Can we name a few, especially those World Bank, IMF, the UN? WTO WHO those are the major ones eh? and many others those are institutions even governments are institutions isn't it all these institutions they have all come from one institution now you see why I'm emphasizing on this because this was the first institution that was God created and every other institution is built on that. Praise the Lord. So you remove that institution or you interfere with that institution. You redefine it as the globalists and gender-based organizations are trying to do today. Then you mess up with God's order. And when you mess up with God's order, you mess up with creation. And what you have will be chaos in the world. And today we are experiencing that chaos. Rebellion at home. Governments. Terrorism. Wickedness. 
all sort of evil, child abuse, molestation of children. These things, the root cause is the family. That is where the problem began. When things failed there, when the order has been interfered with, that there is no one who is responsible, no one is who is representing God in this. Yet it is God who began it. Then things go wrong. I want to quickly just go with me before we go to First Peter chapter three. Let's go to Revelation, not Revelation. Sorry. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I don't want to read the entire text, but I want you to see something. Let me quickly read it. From first word one, it says, Submit to one another out of reference for Christ. Why submit yourself to your own husband as you do to the Lord? For the husband is the head of the, fam- the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. His body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husband everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up to her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy, blameless. In the same way husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but they fed and cared for their body, just as Christ does in the church. Now, that's what I wanted. Just as Christ does in the church. For we are members of his body. Who are members of his body? We are members of Christ's body. That is the church. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one fresh. That, was, that, was, uh, is, that is being repeated from, from Genesis. This is a profound mystery. But I am talking to you about Christ and the church. Yes, that's what I wanted. This is a profound mystery. But then he says, but I am talking to you about Christ and the church. In other words, there is a relationship between Christ and the church and a wife and a husband. Praise the Lord. The marriage institutions, there is a way it is connected to this mystery, to the church. That is Christ and the church. That's why it is said it is a profound mystery. The coming together of a husband and a wife, forming a family unit, it's a mystery in itself. Praise God. The same way, Christ and the church is a mystery. This is a mystery. 
Na hivi is a mystery. Then for us who understands it, it's a mystery, yes, because we cannot comprehend what is this that God really intended. But the truth and the fact is, there cannot be, and understand me, why I am preaching this, there cannot be an effective body of Christ that is a church without an effective family that exists. Praise God. That's where all things began. And those that are single understand what I'm talking about. You are also part of it because you are part of a family, isn't it? All of us belong to a family. It's not just a matter of a husband and wife because out through a husband and wife's children are produced. And even me, as you see me here, I am a child of somebody. I was a product of two people. Praise God. A father and a mother, isn't it? So I belong to a family. The fact that you are not married or you are single does not mean that this message is not relevant. It is very relevant if you understand what I'm trying to get into. I am trying to get you into where you are supposed to be. And that is the church so that we can strengthen your relationship with the Lord. Amen? With one another and with the Lord. And when that is done, we shall have an effective tool or institution that is able to impact the lives of many in the world. Praise the Lord. I am telling you, the best tool to witness if is a strong family. If today we have a... And I said this in the morning, first service. We all admire there are some unique families. I know we all come from unique families. Yes, your family is important. But let truth be told. There are some families that we admire. Praise God. Not that ours are bad, really, because what can we do after all? We are here to be Lakini kuna kuingine unaangaria unasema ah I wish if things can change I would have loved to be born there because when you look at that family is a true replica of the church of Jesus Christ where the father the mother they relate so well you know they are one there is order there is submission there are no quarrels they are not fighting about who is who and who is not who. Praise God. Things flow. And the children comes in and they fit so well. Because they have an example to draw from. Praise God. And then you look at, of course, there will always be a prodigal son somewhere. There may be one that everything is so good, but the prodigal is not satisfied. So if that happens, that is a one case. Okay? But the ideal situation, the ideal family, is this one where there is order. The husband, the wife, the children, praise God. And they are all related to the source of this. And that is God himself. Because he is the one who began everything. There cannot be an effective family. As I say, there cannot be an effective church without family. Let me get now go to the family. There cannot be an effective family where God is out of equation. Believe me, it will not work. And that is why where God is not recognized in most nations and societies, 
The rate of divorce is so high. We never thought that divorce would catch up, catch up with us in Africa. But it's catching up. We never thought that you could see even ministers of the gospel divorcing in Africa. In America, it's the order of the day. Because you find a minister of the gospel and tell you, this is my fourth wife. And he's still preaching the gospel. Oh, God help me. The society has broken down. Things have gone wrong. And that's why we are not progressing. We want to progress. Amen, isn't it? We want to impact lives. We want people to, to recognize that there is something happening in D.C. Gong Road. Praise God. It is not about the praise and great worship team. No. It's not about the prophecies. It's not about the great youth group. We can have all that in a wonderful Sunday school. And we are coming from families, from homes that are hurting and we have the tendency of hiding things human beings but the Lord says he wants to heal us amen that's why he says I have set before you an open door and no one can shut there is no mountain that, is not go- that comes against you that is not going to bring down Please receive this. There is healing that is going to take place in those families that are not functioning. The intention what God is doing, why He is speaking to us, is because He wants to bring order. So that when there is order, then there is healing. There is healing at home, there will be healing at church, and there will be healing in the society and the entire nation. Amen? That's what we desire and we want. Don't you want a strong family? Don't you want a strong church? Don't you want a strong nation? Then let us build families. Praise God. And we go to the order of things. We've just read quickly that the responsibilities of a husband and a wife. But allow me to go to... uh, Another text that talks about the same, which I would like to refer to today. I may be coming back, getting back to Ephesians, but let's go to First Peter, chapter three. First Peter, chapter three. From verse 1. Wives, again, even Peter starts with wives. And there's a good reason as to why this is being emphasized. Wives, in the same way, submit yourself to your own husband so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. When they see 
the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment alone, such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of jewelry, gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy woman of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands. Like Sarah who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord, you are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Husbands, in the same way be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with, with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gifts of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Um, wow, time is not with us. Very quickly, um, the Lord is again emphasizing this whole issue of submission. Who submits? The Bible is talking about wives submitting. But normally, in a lank, there is, let's put like in a, in a, in a army, isn't it? Okay? There is a superior power, the leader of the army, maybe the commander. Everybody else submits. And they do it voluntarily. If you don't do it as an order, of course, an order can be exercised in authority. But they have been trained to understand the reason why there is that submission is so that you can retain, maintain order. Because where there is no order, then there are chaos. So we are not talking about submission because the woman is weaker and therefore she is the one who should submit to the one who is stronger. Of course, when it is, we, we used to fight uh, to do lessons in Vijana. You know, you put one down. Because you have put them down. It's, those are not kind of submission that is being talked about here. This is voluntary submission that is expected to bring order. And that submission is respecting the authority that God has raised. And we have read in Ephesians the reason why a wife is asked to submit. The submission of wives to their husbands. Where does it stem from? It stems from the wife's submission to Christ. That as you submit to Christ, are you not submissive to Christ? Do you find it difficult to submit to Christ? Ladies, it is automatic. Then the Bible says, your submission to your husband stems from that. It is not from anywhere else. It doesn't come from him. He is not the one to tell you submit. It is already inside you because it comes from Christ. 
And when that happens, there is order. So it stems from submission to Christ. Wife, submit ye to your husband. You submit to Christ. And again, submission of wives to the husband is because the husband, again, is the head of the wife. Praise God, ladies in the house. That is in the scriptures. If you go to Ephesians, where we have just read 5, you'll find it there. 5.23. The head of the wife is the husband. Even now husbands. Again, you are not heads because you choose to be. No. You are heads even as Christ is the head of the church. So what Christ is trying to do, you remember that mystery, he said it's a mystery. Marriage itself is a mystery. And he says refer it to as Christ relates to the church. So for us to be able to understand this mystery, then he sets an institution that was begun in the beginning. So that order is maintained. And when order is maintained, then there is the blessings that flow to that home. Now ladies, I am not trying to be tough on you. But you should not struggle to submit. If you are struggling to submit, please go back to the cross. Let truth be told. You have an issue in submitting to Christ. If you are struggling to submit to your husband, praise God. And it doesn't matter. He may not be born again. He doesn't have to be born again. Here it doesn't say submit to those who are born again. No. It says submit to your husband. If you are struggling to submit, then there's a problem. Because submission stems from your submission to Christ. If you are submitted to Christ, you will not find it difficult to submit to your husband. What about if he is unreasonable? Oh. Is he still a husband? So submit. But let me tell you, there's a, there's a, there's a, a blessing to this. And we have just read it with you. Wives, in the same way, submit yourself to your own husband, so that if any of them do not believe the word, in other words, if any of them, if one is not a believer, that's a scripture that we are reading there, isn't it? This first Peter chapter 3, if you can project it for them. Wives, in the same way submit yourself to your own husband so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. Now I want you to see what submission does. It's a tool and a very effective tool that can bring down a giant if that guy is a giant. The Bible says, he may not even know the word. He is not a believer. He doesn't go to church. He does not know anything about church. But he is a husband in that home. When you submit, and you, submission is respect, really. Let me redefine it. Respect him. Give him respect as the head of that family. 
When you do that, the Bible is saying, you may win him without even preaching to him. Without you bringing him to the pastor to preach, it, to, preach to him. You can win him. And you have the capacity to do it. Why? Because when you submit to Christ, you have no problem submitting to your husband. Why am I emphasizing this? Because God is saying we need to go back to our original purpose. If we came here and we said this is going to be a family church. That doesn't mean we are not welcoming those that are single. They are welcome. But as they come in, they'll see a family that loves them. Praise God. And cares for them as singles. That does not despise them because they are singles. But we shall care for them and pray for them. And because they have come in into a family that is blessed, you know what will happen? They will also receive their mates. Because God is gracious. It is not too late for you to get married, Mama. It is not too late for you to get a husband. Yeah, it is not. God is still able and is still capable unless he has spoken and said for you nimekutoa kama sadaka because there are some that has been given even Paul never got married God said no for you you have an assignment there are some also that the Lord but if he has not said that so believe God age is just a number for your information so no don't be scared stop counting just looking at those numbers they are just Numbers and numbers you can twist them the way you want. You can even interchange them. Okay? You can bring the one on top of the other side. And say that's my age. Praise God. You can or you can even reduce them. Or say because it's just a number, I can say, give myself any number. Praise God. You are still there. And you are still marketable. But let us understand order of things. This institution must be taken care of. Because if we don't, then we are creating chaos. And the world is, has already had chaos. God wants to use the church to bring back order. It's not too late for God to bring order in the world. It is not too late for God to change things. We have seen God change government. Amen? There was a party called communist in a Eastern Europe and Russia it was so powerful and every Christian would pray oh Lord remember those in communist countries that are being persecuted remember oh God remember and the prayers went on and on and on and on and on and one day the great empire came down praise God you know it was amazing because in some of the countries, parliament would meet a communist party and they would vote themselves out as communists. So we don't want communism anymore. Communists voting themselves out. When God starts working, there is nothing that is impossible. So do not get scared when you hear that marriages, oh, there is no more, marriages have failed, they are failing, okay, our children are becoming gay and lesbians. Those things will come and they were there even in the beginning. Sodom and Gomorrah was there at the very beginning. The wickedness that we see in the world was there. Praise God. And God dealt with it. He has ways of dealing with things and clean, cleaning the messes 
that human beings make. But we need to teach you so that when God comes now to clean, you will be the tool that he uses to clean the others and saves your life as he saved Noah and his family. Because when judgment comes, the world is going to be judged. And I'm not talking about now the last day judgment. God has been judging the world in seasons. He raises kingdoms and he brings them down. He raises government, he brings them down. I am waiting to see God intervene in this era. And nations are going to come down, even great nations. That we have known because they have rejected God. They have changed the order of things. They have introduced wickedness. And they are now telling us it is no longer necessary to get married to a woman if you are a man. That you can get married to a man. That is wickedness. Changing God's purpose is an order and plan. And that is now attracting judgment upon themselves. And God is going to judge them. Wait. Right now they are threatening nations that are saying they are not going to, to bow to their demands with AIDS and whatever. But wait when our Father comes down. Amen? Because they will be judged with their wealth and riches and overthrown and overturned. And they will be crying looking for a place to hide. Because God will not tolerate evil. But because we want to survive the judgment and prosper when others are being judged. And that's why God says, Behold, I set before you an open door and no one can shut. Why? Because you have, though you are weak, you have kept my word. Amen? Now, do you see the reason why we need to keep God's word? Why we need to take care of our families? Why wives need to submit to their husbands and be responsible? Why husbands need to love their wives and honor them? Because if they don't do it, they will also attract judgment. Praise God. We want to prosper. We want to grow. We want to expand. We need to start it at home. I shall be expounding on this next Sunday. So you need to come. Because you notice I'm not, I'm not even finished with the woman. With the wife. I'm not finished with you yet. Mama Mwangi. Nita kufinyiria mpaka kufinyike. Wingie box. Mpaka Stephen yanasema ni sasa pasta. Umeni saidia. No, no. Praise God. Now these are my friends. I know them. They have a wonderful family. So don't go saying, well, na huyo mama leo. Kube kube ni alikuwa na upiliwa. Labda ni mzee alikuwa ametumana hapana. Sijatumwa na mtu. Mungu tu ndiye alinituma. And I told you, he spoke to me when I was coming back, you know, and he said, this time focus more on building families. So we are going to build them. Those that are existing, those that are coming, we are going to build them. Our young people, we are going to help you build families. Amen? We will help you get married and get married in the right way. We will help you build that home. So those of you that are having challenges, there is hope. Don't give up. If you are just about to give up, don't. Your marriage will heal. The pastor says, order from heaven because I have heard God. He will heal that marriage. Amen? He will heal that marriage. Because you are not going to divorce. No divorce. No divorce in this house. We refuse. Because even our God hates divorce. So the marriages that are in this house are going to heal. Amen? And many have been healed. Amen. I have been here. 
couple of years and I've people have come to me almost giving up and calling it quits and I say well it can work if we go back to God and follow the principles of God, of God and God has healed marriages yours will be healed because God wants to heal your marriage so that he can also heal this church amen and when we are healed we will be strong we will be able to take the city amen because people will be able to say look they have what it takes look who, who they are look the families look what God is doing in their lives but if you are going to witness to them then you know when they look at us they see how messed we are we are they'll be wondering which God is this who cannot take care of you how do you introduce me to a God who has failed to help you in your family so we need to change things and God wants to change things and He's doing it. Praise the Lord. Are you happy with me, ladies in the house? Praise God. If you love you still love me? Praise God. You can still vote for me. <laughs> Praise God. We are going to close. Let's 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 close uh, the service. We'll continue uh, from there pick it from there. We'll do a lot of emphasis. We will continue to do it. And I'm asking those that are in charge of family ministries, please the emphasis. We've got to rise up. Let's come out with programs. Let's get to know our families. Let's, get, let's put them in groups as we say it. We want to put everybody in a group so that we, we will be able to minister to each other. Because there are problems that you're going through and you're thinking you're the only one. I met a young man who, when he shared with me his problems, he told me he thought, when he started experiencing what he was experiencing, he said, yeah, I thought this is how marriage is. He has never been in, in another one. So when he started seeing things happening from the other side, he said, oh, you mean people change? This is how things progress. This marriage continues to grow. starts well and things start becoming worse and worse. And thought all of them may be put a familiar too. So he thought, I don't know. We can help you. Amen? So we will help you. And we will invest in you. Amen? So my next phase will be investing in you. And working with you and helping you. My office is open. Please talk to me. You have my number. Don't die alone in that home, young man. If things are not working, if she has become too tough, let me know. Idea. Amen. Praise God. Ah, it happens. Yeah, and it is also the other way. Yeah, yeah, don't die there. Yeah. My daughter, my sister, don't die there. God is on the throne and want to help you. If the guy has become so irresponsible, the Lord can tame him. And all the church says Amen Did you enjoy the service? Let's stand on our feet Father in heaven we are grateful You've spoken to us today We want to thank you because you love us
and you are building a family out of us. We are encouraged that you have promised that you will heal us. Thank you, King of Glory. I speak to every marriage in this house that there will be healing. Let there be healing in the marriage. And if you are in the, if you are seated, if you are next to your wife, let's hold hands. Let's all of us hold hands if we can. Those that are near next to there, so that let's just, just hold hands to the person next to you. But if it's your husband or your wife, even the better. But let's hold hands. We are going to pray a prayer of agreement. All of us. Yeah. Father in heaven, we are holding our hands on behalf of families. You have spoken to us. You have promised you are going to heal our families. As we hold our hands as a sign of unity, we ask for healing today. That families be healed. We call that spouse back to their place. If it's a wife, we call them to their place of submission and respect to the husband. If it's a husband, we call them back to their place of loving and honoring their wives and providing, oh God. If it is the children that have been wayward, we call them back to their place of respecting, obeying and honoring their parents. Lord, we speak unity to the family unit in the name of Jesus. And Father, when you heal us, you will prosper us. In Jesus' name we pray.